This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, why don't you stand with me this morning and let's uh, open in prayer. And as you are uh, standing, let me take this opportunity to thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev for the great privilege and honor, in fact, to be able to share the Word of God with you this weekend. I'm grateful for them as always. I pray for them. I ask you to pray for them. And I'm grateful that they pray for us. Isn't that true? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's open in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we come this morning and always recognize that without you, we can do nothing. So Lord, we come and submit ourselves to you today. This is your church. This is your service. Come and have your way. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. I do not trust in my ability. I totally depend upon you to speak through me today that the lives of those that hear your word will be touched and changed. And my prayer is that every ear is open to hear, every heart is ready to receive in order for every life to change. And we give you the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, you may be seated, family. And uh, I want to encourage you, if you don't have the church app, download the church app. The notes are on there. You can just fill in as you go along. It's a great uh, uh, tool to have. Helps us just to recap on the message and just think back on, on what it is we've spoken about. Well, this morning, the title of my message is, What Makes You? What makes you? You might be saying, well, Jesus makes me. Oh, yes, you're 100% correct. Your walk with God, yes, that makes you. Uh, reading the Word and praying, most definitely, that makes you. Some might even think, well, my education makes me. And that's not totally wrong. It does add to it. But the point that I want to get to today is not any of those. So we're going to have a look at that this morning. As we start, I'd like to ask you this morning just to take a moment and reflect on 2019. In two weeks' time, we'll be putting 2019 to bed. And for some people, they don't want it to wake up again. <laughs> but 2019, just reflect back. Think back for a moment right here this morning. I want you to think on two things. What were your greatest highs? What were the greatest moments for you this year? Think about that. But you also got to think on what were the lowest lows? What were the things that you never want to see happen again? Think of those for a moment. And in order for us to have less of the lows and more of the highs, you know that it doesn't happen by, 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 by automatically happen, right? You have to do something about that. In order for the things that you want to happen, you've got to do something about that. You know, family, I've been pastoring full-time on staff for two and a half decades, for about 25 years, and I've really been so privileged to speak with so many of you uh, in the congregation and many other people. I've had opportunities to sit with you and just speak to you, and some of our conversations have been really in-depth and others have been a little bit more casual. But in all the years of all the people that I've spoken to, I can truly and honestly say this to you. I've never, ever heard a person say this to me. Pastor, I don't want my life to be better. I've never heard anybody say, I don't want to succeed. I don't want to do well. I've never heard that. Isn't that right? People don't want their life to get worse. Isn't that true? Everybody wants their life to be better. They want to be happy. They want to be healthy. They want to succeed. They want to run their race and win. Isn't that true? Of course it is. So nobody wants their life to get worse. That's a definite choice for every person. I have several books of John Maxwell's, and one of them, he makes this statement. He says this, perhaps our greatest power in life is the power to choose. Without question, 
Choices are the most determining factor in how our lives turn out. That is a fact. You are sitting here today, and where you are in your life is the result of the choices you've made. That's just the truth. It's a result of the choices that you've made. He goes on to say that he, he's heard of the legendary baseball coach, John Wooden, make this statement. And John Wooden has this famous statement, and he says this. There is a choice you have to make in everything you do. So keep in mind that in the end, the choice you make makes you. The choices we make is what makes us. Your choice to be in church this morning is a good one. Your choice to, to do what you're doing is what makes you. And your choice not to do certain things is also what sometimes hinders you. Amen? So we can't turn around and blame our past. We can't blame our education. We can't blame our parents. We can't blame our family. There comes a point in life where those things won't count anymore. I can understand if you're a child, you're limited by what your family environment offers you. But there comes a point in your life where you get to choose. And from that moment onwards, there's no more blaming. It's up to you, the choices you make. You can choose to stay where you are. You can make the choice to do something different to change your life, but you have to choose, and then you have to act. You see, he goes on to say this. John Maxwell goes on to say, some people make their lives difficult by making wrong choices. Others move through life easier because of the good choices they've made. Regardless of which road a person takes, I know this. We don't always get what we want, but we do always get what we choose. We don't always get what we want, but you always get what you choose. I love Apostle Theo's saying. He's got this saying. If you've been here for many years, you've definitely heard it. He says this. Among our everyday choices are some that are final and irreversible. We choose, the moment passes, and we seal our destiny. There are choices you'll make in your life that will not affect your life. I chose not to wear a tie this morning. I hope that's not affecting you, <laughs> okay? But that's not a life-threatening or changing choice, right? That's not a big deal. Too many fruitman spies might be a problem later, but uh, those choices are not gonna affect your life much. But if you make a choice to move to another city or country without consulting God, you'll end up meeting people he never intended you to meet. You may possibly marry the spouse he never intended for you, and you change your destiny forever. You see, we have to understand God is very specific. He has a plan and a path for you. It's a fact. We think, oh, well, we just go through life casually. Well, let's see what happens. God has a plan. And if we will choose to hear his voice and make the decisions that he wants us to make, we can enjoy the plan and path he has for us. But too many of us just go through life casually thinking, well, it'll just work out. Friends, here's something for you. God's will is not automatic. It doesn't just happen. It's a fact. Because the, the Bible says it's God's will that none should perish and all should come to everlasting life, right? That's a scripture. But yet you and I know of people that are dying without Christ, going into the flames of hell every day. That's not God's will. So his will is not automatic. His will needs to, uh, we need to line up our life with his will by making those choices. Amen? So today I want to encourage you to make choices that I believe will affect your life for the positive forever. I'm gonna just mention some of our values here at Christian Family Choice, uh, Church Choice. <laughs> and uh, one of those 
is that we need to choose to know God. It's a choice. You've made a choice to be here today. Well done to you. That's a choice to know God. We need to choose to know Him. We need to choose, family, to deal with our yesterdays. In other words, we need to choose to find freedom. All of us need to deal with our past. I can't help you find freedom if I'm not free myself. Amen? I've got to deal with my past, whatever they are. So I've got to make a choice to find freedom. The third thing is I must choose, I must choose to discover, Lord, why have you put me on this planet? You are not here by accident. You are not here by accident. God has a plan and purpose for you. You need to discover your purpose. That's a choice. We can help you with that. If you will get onto growth track, this is not an advert for them, but if you'll get onto growth track, we will help you to discover your purpose. We'll help you with that. And I believe the fourth one can truly only be a result of if I've done the other three. And the fourth one is I must choose to make a difference. I must make a difference. Every person is on this planet to do something. And by doing that, you're making a difference in life. Amen? You know, one missionary evangelist wrote, and he said these words. He says, there are many times and seasons in God's will. And we can easily become frustrated if we don't understand that just as there are times and seasons in nature, there are also times and seasons in the process of fulfilling God's will for our life. It's times and seasons, family. We've got to wait for the right time and season for you to step into what God has for you. If I gave my life to Jesus today, I can't expect to run a church tomorrow. I've got to go through the time of preparation, growing, learning, right? Till I can come to that time where I'm ripe and ready to step into that. It's a season. God has given us these examples in nature for us to learn by in life. The farmer doesn't plant the seed now and tomorrow want to reap the harvest. He waits, he prepares, he waters the soil and eventually that harvest grows and he can enjoy it. There's times and seasons. Years ago, a group of senior missionaries came together to discuss life principles they had discovered. Their purpose was to share this wealth of experience with succeeding generations. They all encountered common stages of transition in their ministries, and collectively, they identified a five-step cyclical process God had taken them through. But the bottom line was this, timing is all important. Timing is all important. Sometimes we want to rush ahead of God, but most of the time we're just too far behind. We're just too far behind because of the choices we make. And I want to say to you that, and I can confidently say this, that Christian Family Church, we really don't have any excuse to be far behind. We have got great Bible college. We have awesome courses. We have wonderful fellowship groups. We have an awesome church. We should be ahead of the game, amen? So there's no excuses for us. In Habakkuk 2 verse 3, the Bible says this, For the vision is meant for an appointed time. Even God has appointed times. The vision is meant for an appointed time. It may take a while, but wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. There are appointed times and seasons for you, for me, for all of us. There are appointed times and seasons. Our choices determine whether we are on time or whether we miss that. How many have heard of the group called the Beatles? You can raise your hand in church to say Beatles, it's fine. Last life, hardly any hands up. I said, okay, if I said the plain truth, yeah, everyone knows the plain truth. It's okay, you can say Beatles in the church. <laughs> How many have heard of them? You've heard of them, right? Well, here's a record company that missed their timing. 
when executives at Decca Records told the Beatles, groups with guitars are on the way out, the Beatles went and signed up with EMI, and the rest is history. I'd never even heard of Decca Records until I was preparing for this message, but I have heard of EMI. Decca Records missed their timing and an opportunity by making a wrong choice and didn't sign the Beatles. They could have been a record company everybody knew, but we all have heard of EMI. Many of us have anyway. Bad timing. You see, family, each of us, you and I, have been placed on earth as a caretaker of God's business. And that's true whether you are a judge or a cleaner. You have been given an allotment of life and charged with the responsibility of taking care of it, in investing in it, increasing it, and presenting it back to God. That's our responsibility. Many years ago, I was a very young pastor on staff, and I got an article, and I even cut it out and stuck it on my notice board in my office, and it was written by a well-known preacher back then, and he said these words. He says, one day, we're going to stand before the Lord Jesus, and he's going to look at us and say to us, what did you do with my call on your life? He's going to ask us those questions, right? So we have a choice to make to say, what are we going to do? with the call that the Lord has given us. We are responsible. You say, for, for us to simply say, <clears throat> I was afraid of failing, or I was worried about being criticized, or I didn't think I was good enough, or I'm just too busy, words like that, family, will not work. They won't work for the Lord, amen? The Lord has not given you something that you cannot handle. That's for sure. He's placed a gift and talent upon your life that you can handle. Ralph Waldo Emerson said these words. He says, excuses always replace progress. Excuses always replace progress. The common one around this time of the year for most people is, I'm going to start gym in January. <laughs> Why not start now? Why waste two weeks? Friedman's pass. Okay. <laughs> Why waste two weeks? Start now. Excuses always replace progress. Years ago on staff, there was a pastor, and for those of you who have been here for many years, his name was Pastor Freddie De Silva. And this was his saying. He used to say this many times. He says, he says these words. He who is good at making excuses is seldom good for anything else. No excuses, right? No excuses. You see, family, God will accept your trials and errors, but he won't accept your excuse for not having tried. We can at least say, Lord, I'm going to try. You can at least say today, Lord, I'm not quite sure which road to take, but you know what? I'm going to take a step. I'm going to trust you to guide me. We can at least do that, amen, in our walk with God. So what we need to do is we need to pray. We need to accept responsibility and step out in faith. You see, you may fail many times along the way. You definitely may fail many times on the way to success. That is just one of the roots to success is experiencing a little bit of failure. Some of the most successful people in the world have had failure along the way. But if you keep on trying and trusting God, you'll eventually succeed. You will eventually succeed. Here's a story of two guys who chose to just keep on and they succeeded. In 1975, a low-level Hewlett-Packard engineer, anybody heard of Hewlett-Packard? Okay, a low-level Hewlett-Packard engineer called Steve Wozniak, whom nobody had ever heard of, shared a dream with his friend called Steve Jobs. 
It was about building and selling an easy-to-use personal computer to the masses around the world. The two of them worked around the clock and created their compact computer. But when they offered it to Hewlett-Packard, one of the world's greatest companies, the powers that be failed to see its incredible potential and gave it the thumbs down. So Wozniak and Jobs went off on their own and founded a little company called Apple Computers. And they revolutionized the computer industry. Isn't that wild? I mean, Hewlett Packard's already well known. Can you imagine if they had part of their brand, we are also Apple Computers? That would be wild, right? All of us have some way have been impacted by this company. You either have their phone or their laptops or their tablets or something, okay? But isn't that amazing that they didn't allow other people to put them off? They decided, I'm just going to make the choice and keep on going. You see, family, there's no shortage of people in this world who will tell you it can't be done or it won't work. There's a lot of people that say, listen, you can't do it. That's not for you. You're too young. You're too old. They can give you all the excuses. There's a lot of people that will tell you that, right? Well, there's a name for those people. We call them dream killers. They kill your dream. And if you listen to them, you'll give up even before you begin. You mustn't listen to people's opinion. You need to get a yes from God and follow the yes from God. Because not everybody's going to encourage you, family. I can tell you so many people that have made choices based on other people's opinion. So many. And they sit back today and they're not fulfilling God's destiny because they allowed others to tell them and they made the wrong choice. We need to, need to, need to hear from God. Once again, we can help you at Christian Family Church. And I'm not, I'm not trying to market any of our Bible colleges or anything like that, but I'm saying to you, if you will get on, you will learn subjects like how to recognize the voice of God so that you can make right choices for your life. I want to encourage you, Take your walk with God serious. You see, behind every major accomplishment, you'll find ordinary people with dreams who are willing to take responsibility and risks. These are people who enjoy rewards, who enjoy the rewards. Jesus completed one of his parables of this saying with these words in Matthew 25, 23. He said this, For you have done well. You are a good and faithful servant. Let me just stop there for a minute. The words good and faithful only are said to those who have done something. Nobody says good and faithful couch potato. <laughs> Nobody says good and faithful, you've done nothing. Good and faithful always follows something you've done. Jesus said, well done, good and faithful servant, the one who chose to do something. That's what he said. Well done, good and faithful servant. He says, you have been faithful over a few things. I will put many things in your care. Come and share my joy. In other words, let me reward you. Let me reward you for doing something for me. That's what Jesus says. Church, in spite of our failures, our struggles, and even our limitations, if you are willing to disregard the naysayers, step out in faith, use the gifts that God has given you, he will see to it that you succeed. He will see to it that you succeed. You see, Romans 12, 6 says this. God has given us the ability to do certain things below average. Now, what does it say? Well, well, listen to me. The Bible's saying here, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. There's something he's placed inside of you that you can do well at. 
else he's lying to us. And he's not. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he's changed his mind. I'm saying to you that God has put inside of you, Pastor Mervyn, something to do well. It's there. You've got to discover that. It's there. In 1 Peter 4.10, it goes on to say, each one should use whatever gift he has received. So if God has given me a gift and I can do it well, and I choose to use that gift, God's going to make sure that you succeed because he's placed it in you for success. He didn't give it to you so that you can fail. The purpose of him giving you for the gift is to do it well. So success will be your portion. You see, we need to, all of us, take our gifts, wait for the right opportunity, and when we mix our gifts and our opportunities together, we will get success. So if you can imagine a gift and an opportunity being an ingredient for a cake, you've got to mix the two together, got to take your gifts and talents, wait for that right opportunity, mix them, and then you'll bake the cake of success, and then you can enjoy the slices. <laughs> you've got to do work with those two together. So here's a company who missed out on that. Guess which big company felt like choking on its own chocolates after it decided not to feature one of its products in the 1982 blockbuster film E.T. If you said M&Ms, you are correct. You see, how did it happen? It turns out that Marsh Chocolate Bar Company executives decided nothing could be gained from allowing their M&M sweets to be used in what some considered a silly movie. Consequently, the little boy Elliot ended up luring the lovable E.T. with Hershey's Reese's Pieces. That one scene drew millions of customers worldwide into sweet shops in quest of Reese's Pieces. Thanks to this mega movie hit, Hershey's sales shot up 65%. How many of you businessmen could do the 65% in your turnover? I'm wondering if those M&M chocolate guys were kicking themselves. I mean, they are well known, right? I mean, we all like M&Ms, let's be honest now, especially the peanut butter ones. Those are just awesome. <laughs> but they could have even had better sales. But they missed their opportunity. Even though their talent, you might say, was chocolates, they missed their opportunity and they lost out in success they could have had by making the wrong choices. You see, family, it's interesting that the Mars executives who said no all probably lived in wonderful houses, drove fancy cars, and even earned big salaries. It's important for us to know this, that doubt and fear stalks the rich as well as the poor. You'll find naysayers at the top and at the bottom of the corporate ladder, all over the place. It's not just something for those that don't have. Even people at the top of the corporate ladder have fears and concerns. And they miss out in the opportunities by not having a voice from heaven to direct them. Amen. Have you heard these words from the famous poem by John Greenleaf Whittier? These are his words from his poem. For of all sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. How many people have said only if? Only if I had done that. Only if I didn't do that. So many people have lived with regrets because they've missed opportunities through bad choices or they've made bad choices and put themselves in wrong situations. None of us wanna be there, amen? We don't wanna be those people. So think of all the times opportunity knocked and nobody answered. Are you standing before a door of opportunity today 
I'll say to you, church, you are. Every one of us is standing before a door of opportunity today. Are you afraid to walk through it? Don't be. God is with you. His word says each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. And as faithful stewards of God's grace in his various forms. When God gives you a gift, he gives you the grace and perseverance to use it as well, church. He doesn't leave you hanging, amen? So I want to encourage you to step out in faith. Proverbs 16 verse 3 says this, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Go to God with what you have. Don't go to him after you've started. That's the key right there. Many people come up with what they want to do. They start it. Then they go to God and say, by the way, can you help me with this? Let's go first to the Lord so that he can speak into your heart, that you can get a yes from heaven, get a peace from heaven and say, yes, Lord, I've got this. I'm committing this to you. And then you run with it. And God will make sure you succeed in what you do. So family, as I mentioned, 2019 is just about done. And as 2020 is, about, is just about on us in a couple of weeks' time, I want to encourage you as a church, let us all take a fresh start in 2020. Reflect on 2019. Let's all make a fresh start in 2020. And let us all choose as a church to make right choices. You see, we as Christian Family Church together, we have some very exciting things planned for you to benefit you as the church that are coming up. They really are awesome. And I wanna ask you, come along with us on this journey. Make the choice to join us on this journey. And if you do, if you make this choice, I believe that you will know God even better. You'll be able to deal with your yesterdays by finding freedom. You can definitely, definitely know why God has put you on this planet by by discovering your purpose. And I am sure that once you've done that, you will make a difference. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.